Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. ESNY. Hey everyone, uh, Jeff and Chip here with another episode of the Hoops Addicts Anonymous podcast, uh, taping on January 28th at around 8 at night. Uh, usually, you know, our intro is a little bit more jovial. We'll start things off um, on a bit more of a positive note where, you know, Chip and I will we'll talk to each other about our weeks and ask each other how, how we've been, but... Uh, obviously, in, in light of the tragic news of, of the death of Kobe Bryant, uh, his daughter Gianna, and seven other people as well, uh, the whole basketball community and, and obviously the world is is mourning. Um, and you know, really, we wanted to try and and you know do a tribute episode to him and talk about you know what he meant to us. Um, so we're going to have some guests on today. Chip and I are going to talk about. Kobe and what he meant to us, you know, obviously as, as young guys that watched him play in the NBA, we're going to have some guests on to talk about him as well. Um, you know, no one really knows what to say in a time like this. You know, there's no right words. Uh, there's certainly wrong words, but, you know, there's, there's no right words. But, you know, we'll do our best to pay tribute to an icon, you know, both on and off the basketball court. You know, in, in what was a really gut-wrenching day for a, a lot of people um, this past Sunday. So I'm going to start off with Chip here. Um, you know, I know it's, you know, tough tough to talk about, but I just wanted to get, you know, your perspective. You know, what did, what did Kobe Bryant mean to you? Yeah, I think you put it great there, man. Uh, there's really no perfect way to say it, no great way to say it. But to me, he just, like, he's one of the reasons I fell in love with basketball. He's one of the things that made basketball fun. One of the guys that made basketball fun to watch. Like now we get so uh, bogged down in stats and numbers and all that. And I'm guilty of it too. But Kobe's game was about more than stats. And the reason we loved him was he just had so many moments that we all are going to remember forever. I mean, all the game winners, all the the ISO shots. He's the he's the last uh, mad bomber. <laughs> he's the last guy that's gonna yeah. play like that. That that style of play it might never come back, and he's he's gonna live on forever because of that. And it, I mean, for so many reasons, just because he played in LA, he's uh, he's so much bigger than sports. He always was bigger than sports, and. I mean, he's now you, you have to admire so much what a great dad he is, uh, how proud of uh, his daughter, Gianna, he was, I think, 13 years old she was. And 
everybody all uh, is saying she had plans to go to UConn and play there, and yep. she was really good player. So, I mean, it's just God, it's it's awful and it's terrible. But uh, as far as uh, what he meant to me, I've always considered myself a fan because uh, I I don't know I, I always liked. The guy, when I was a kid, I always rooted more for, uh, it, when I was a pro wrestling fan, I always rooted more for, like, the heels, like, the villain yeah. guys, you know, like, and Kobe reminded me of, like, uh, the NWO. He yeah. was, like, the guy that everybody loved to hate. Dude, that's and good. even, yeah, 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 he was Hollywood Hogan, man. He was, he was, he was just awesome, like, even when he, when he was, like, snarling at the guy at the ref or whatever he was doing like it just reminded me of it was he was easy i I like you you understood why someone wouldn't like him but you he was so good that you had to respect the hell out of him no matter what you no matter what you thought of him uh personally and like ever like everyone has been saying over the past couple days he obviously wasn't perfect and he even he would be the first to admit that but god he, he was just like i said earlier he was so fun to watch and he gave us everything he had and maybe the thing i admired the most about him was how much he loved basketball as someone who loved basketball uh, you, you had to appreciate that we complain so much about guys who don't take the game seriously enough i don't think we've ever seen a guy take the sport as seriously as Kobe Bryant did and it showed I mean he he could have been any kind of player Zach Lowe said on his podcast today Kobe Bryant was so talented he could have been any kind of player he wanted to be and he became a player who won five championships playing the way he played but he could have done it a different way and won a bunch of championships a different way and he was incredible maybe the most skilled player that will me and you will ever see in our lifetime uh there'll certainly never be another player like kobe bryant and he was just fun to watch and you know he gave us a lot i every time as an as knicks fans for us we know every time he came to the garden no matter what no matter how bad the knicks were no matter how bad on the rare occasions the lakers were it was still must-see TV every time he was there. And that, that just said a lot about him. You now, he was, as, as the kids say now, he was box office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, um, I think that's really well put, man. Like, a couple things that you said, you know, really stood out. Um, you know, just, just that the desire he had, the box office appeal on and off the court. I think for me, Kobe, like, you know, one of the first athletes I think I I grew up watching that just had an unrelenting desire to be great. And if you think about, you know, you're growing up and, and, uh, you know, you have different types of responsibilities like trying to do well in school or trying to do well on your sports team. You go to college and then it's a new level Um, But I don't think a lot of us, and and I'll speak for myself, I don't think a lot of us ever really push ourselves, you know, to the the limits that a guy like Kobe does. And 
you know, I, I, you know, I think I have a good work ethic and there were some times where, you know, I, I, I pushed myself really hard, you know, certainly in, you know, um, track and field in college, things like that in my, in my current profession. But to really see a guy that walked and talked that life, uh, at a very, you know, visible level, you know, on a national stage, night in, night out. Um, and, and the, and the words competitive fire, like they get tossed around a lot. They become cliches, you know, they become said about a lot of people. And, and what you said really stood with me. We complain a lot about guys that don't take the game seriously enough. And, and this guy was not only a superstar accolades, you know, beyond measure, but he kept coming back for more. And, and I'm watching this TNT um, set up in the pregame tonight, you know, where, where Shaq, Ernie, Kenny, Chuck, uh, they had Reggie Miller on, Jerry West, you know, are just talking about Kobe and, um, you know, just, just, to, just to see like how hard he pushed himself to see how, how much he affected all of their lives um, and really to see Jerry West, you know, who was obviously, you know, an elderly man, you know, really, really break down, um, just shows you the type of effect that, that Kobe had on the people around him, his teammates, the Lakers organization, the city of Los Angeles. Um, so, you know, obviously thoughts and prayers to, um, you know, Vanessa Bryant, the, the, the Bryant family, the other seven people, you know, that passed in the helicopter crash, the Altabellis, but, you know, it's just a terrible day, you know, and, and really ever since then, um, for basketball and, you know, it's just one of those things where you just try and pick up the pieces and, and you just go from there and you just hope all of these people who really had a close relationship with him can, you know, find some peace, um, you know, for, for someone who had such a great impact, you know, on, on, people around him. Um, but I think with that, you know, we are going to try and bring on some other people on the pod to talk about Kobe as well. We wanted to give people a chance to, you know, talk about such an icon. Um, so we have, you know, some writers for ESNY as, as well as some guys who, you know, that we know through Twitter as well. So we have Josh Benjamin from ESNY. We're going to have Danny Small later in the pod and, and we got our guy Alex Trataros who's going to come on and talk a little Kobe as well so um, we're going to get them on in a minute and then we'll you know we'll we'll be right back and we're back um, as we were saying before we wanted to have some guests on the pod to talk Kobe and we have one of our writers here from ESNY Josh Benjamin covers a lot of the the Knicks and Yankees for us um, and we just wanted to give Josh a chance to, to talk Kobe here, give a tribute. Um, so first off, Josh, welcome, welcome to the pod. Obviously, we wish under you know different circumstances, but um, you know what did what did Kobe Bryant mean to you? Thanks for having me, guys. Kobe Bryant to me was just someone who put himself on the line every game. I remember just because I grew up watching basketball in the '90s. That was when the players were a lot harder, a lot grittier. East Coast defense, not as many shooters as there are today. Kobe Bryant, he came in real young and just grew up so fast. I mean, maybe that's, that had something to do with his father. But to me, he was just someone who had that crazy competitive instinct, that killer instinct that never died. 
And to, to just be a little teenager in New York watching him, I'm not a Lakers fan by any means, but he, he just brought something so special to the game when it needed it the most because Michael Jordan's retirement um, from the Bulls left such a void. And Kobe's style of play, just his willingness, to, his desire and willingness to be the guy, it was, it was great to watch, plain and simple. And <clears throat> I remember... Uh, I played that this game on my computer a lot. NBA Live 2000 wasted so many hours as a teenager playing that game, and I would catch. I would always play as the Knicks for obvious reasons, but I would always trade Allen Houston for Kobe Bryant and get so <laughs> many cracks for doing that. And it was just just seeing him rise above the rim. And I know that Kobe has a complicated legacy, plain and simple. Like we can, we could talk about Colorado. We could talk about his attitude towards the end when he was butting heads with Gasol. When he was quoted in the LA Times as saying, "It's my team." For whatever reason, Kobe Bryant has a complicated legacy. If you love him, you love him. If you hate him, you hate him. There's very rarely that middle ground. But one thing you'll find about Kobe Bryant is that everyone respects him. Right. I've been seeing all these tributes from LeBron James and Shaq tonight. So many people across the league have nothing but good things to say about him. And for all of his faults, every every step backward he took, he made a point to take two forward. Because for all of his off-court exploits, he then, he then circled back around, grew up a little bit, and became this champion of women's basketball. And that's what really, really hurts about this. It's not, the, it's not that we just lost Kobe. We lost Gianna, too, or, or Gigi, as he called her. He, he was, like, even though she was his second child, he w- she was his baby. They had such a special bond that if I were to have a daughter one day, I hope, I hope we share that same connection. Just for the fact that he trusted not, like, not even a teenager with his legacy, and she was already doing a great job of, like, setting herself up for that role. It, this is one of those losses, guys, where it's going to hurt for a while. And it makes you think about people you haven't talked to in life. It makes you think about all that. Like, and I guess I'll just close with this, guys. Kobe Bryant's loss, for lack of a better word, sucks. It's going to hurt. But I'm hoping that the one thing we can learn about all this is that, hey, don't burn any bridges. Grudges aren't worth it. Just call your loved ones. Just call and say hi. Even if it's just like two minutes of catching up, just do that. And... Kobe would want us to just keep enjoying the game without him. It's going to be very hard. The legacy wasn't supposed to end this way. But, sorry, I'm getting a little further choked up. I just, I hope that we can take all of this hurt that we're feeling right now, turn it into something good like he would have wanted. And uh, that said, as big a Knicks fan I am, I'm throwing my support behind the Lakers for the rest of the season. They deserve it. Yeah, I I listen. So, So well put. Um, I don't blame you at all. And I, and I, the thing that you said that really resonates with me is the not burning of the bridges, you know, making sure that we take care of the, you know, relationships in our lives, whether they're personal, professional. Um, interesting as you, as, as you just said that I couldn't help but think back to the TNT pregame show that they've had on tonight where, you know, they have Chuck and, and Ernie and all those guys talking and, um, that was one of the things that came out, you know, it was one of the things that came out that 
the guys are saying, you know, let's not hold on to these grudges. Let's not hold on to whatever anger is between people because at the end of the day, tomorrow's not promised. And um, unfortunately, we had a really terrible reminder of that this past Sunday. Um, but like you said, I think the best way to celebrate Kobe's legacy is to, you know, continue to attack our own lives, but also to make sure that we hold those relationships, you know, obviously um, close. Um, yeah. Chip, what do you um, what do you think about that? No, I agree. I, I don't know if you saw. Uh, I didn't realize Kendrick Perkins had a falling out with Durant. He right. was talking about that on the radio and said this is inspiring him to reach out to KD, so that's a good thing. But I spoke to a, a friend yesterday uh, on text that I hadn't talked to in at least two years, so that was good. We we all like communicated through group chat actually about Kobe passing away, and there was a couple people in the chat who it had been more than two years since I talked to him, so yeah. it was good to hear from them. Like they, for whatever reason, like one of them like lives in Vermont and got married and just moved away and we drifted apart and like no, no falling out or anything. It just happens what it is, what it is, but it was just good to hear from them, you know? It's, it's true. Yeah. Like, I, I think that, uh, you know, life can, can move in a weird way like that. Like sometimes there's not yeah. necessarily a grudge, but you just lose touch and you don't talk to each other. And then the holidays pass and the years pass and all of a sudden it's like, there's this, you know, enormous space between people. Um, but you know, it's unfortunate that something like this, this comes around and it reminds us to, to try and diminish that, that space. But, um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. You could see in Shaq's eyes when he was speaking, cause he, he spoke for about four minutes. Yep. Yeah. That was the, that was the face of someone who he wished he had made that phone call earlier. Right. Yeah. He wished that he hadn't let, let his own ego and hubris get caught up in all of it. That and that said, I I hope Shaq has a great support system around him at TNT and in the NBA and like and in several other areas. I just hope that he seemed really torn up about it. So I, I hope that he finds his, he finds his own peace sooner rather than later. I, I couldn't agree more. I think you know he's one of those guys that you're gonna have to put your arm around. You know, if you're around him, if you're in that support circle and and try and watch out for him as and as as a with a lot of people in the Lakers organization, Jeannie Bus. Uh, Palenka, you know, a lot of people that, that knew him well. Jerry West, I've, I've seen several interviews with West who really, yeah. really, really looks torn up. Um, understandably He's taking so. it really hard. Yeah, extremely. And, I, you know, you just, you just want to make sure that the, the people that are around these guys are trying to show them the support and, and um, you know, give them the care that they need. Um, but on that note, listen, Josh, thank you so much, man. Uh, we really appreciate, you know, you coming on, um, talking Kobe in the future. Listen, man, we'd love to have you on just to, just to chat random basketball like me and Chip do every week yeah. on, on, a, on a much lighter and positive note. And uh, we, we hope you'll take us up on that offer. Thanks for having me, guys. I'd love to. Absolutely, man. All right. Be well. You too. Bye. And we're back here. Um, as we were saying before, we're, we're continuing with the tribute of Kobe Bryant episode. Uh, we wanted to get some guests on here. We, we just had our guy Josh Benjamin on, um, and we wanted to get another friend that we've known for a little bit. You know, Alex Trataros uh, writes for Empire, writes back, you know, covers the Knicks and the Jets, 
Um, Alex, what uh, what does the legacy of Kobe Bryant mean to you? The legacy of Kobe Bryant, you know, when I think about Kobe, I think about excellence, striving for greatness, um, just like really digging deep, really working hard, trying to achieve every ounce of perfection that he can. That's what really like when I think about Kobe, what Kobe means to me, you know, growing up, like I was never really like the biggest Kobe fan, you know, but just watching him play. Like if you just love basketball, like it was just marvelous. Just seeing how easy he made the game look just like was, I was just talking to somebody today. I think it was like minimum, like somewhere around 20 points he scored on like any team that he faced Mm. maybe. And it's like, you know, that's no easy achievement by any standards. Like to think, like to 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 think about someone who could consistently do that on a night in and night out basis is just phenomenal. Um, yeah, Kobe was. You know, he's going to go down as like a legend, and he's not just a legend in the in the sense of just like basketball, but just like a world icon for, as I said before, just excellence. That's what Kobe like really means to me. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I think, um, you know, through his philanthropic efforts, you know, I think you brought up a really good point, you know, not just on the basketball court, but off as well, um, has such a major impact on people's lives. Alex, where were you when you heard the news? You know, what were your first thoughts when, when you heard everything? I wasn't anywhere special, honestly. I was like here in my house, actually like just doing laundry and I was just, you know, thinking about like pieces I wanted to write for Empire and next thing I know I get a text in my fantasy uh, football group and someone said Kobe's dead and I was like Kobe might be dead and I was like no way like who's reporting this TMZ and they're like yeah TMZ I was like I gotta wait until I like get true confirmation before I can actually believe like Kobe's dead and then you know you do what anyone in the 21st century does you go on Google you start searching you start seeing like things starting to trickle out you go on twitter and it's yeah then i i just really started to hit me and i just started to get depressed like honestly like it hit me like this is like the first celebrity i ever like actually cried for yeah i i mean i i i feel the same way i think uh kobe's death and the fact that obviously you know his daughter was lost as well you know just hit everybody so hard um chip where 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 were you when you found out uh, something similar, nothing special. Just I was at home and I saw a tweet, and it just said, uh, "This Kobe news can't be real." And uh, stupid me, <laughs> I thought it was like a, a joke tweet because it was just uh, somebody messing around about how he was making a comeback the day after LeBron broke his scoring record. Oh yeah, or something wow. Like that. Yeah. I thought it was just a fucking joke or something. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and then I went and looked into it, and uh, like you said, man, it, uh, it was TMZ reporting it. So I was like, oh, it's fucking TMZ. And then somebody, I saw another tweet, somebody's like, oh, TMZ's reported that Lil Wayne has died four times, so I don't believe any right. of the shit they right. say. And then I clicked on TMZ, and the link wasn't working, so I was like, oh, well, then this is bullshit. And then I forget who the 
second source that came out that confirmed it was, but somebody else came out and confirmed it, and I was like, my God, Brian's fucking dead. It was shocking. Just, And then, obviously, what came out about, when it came out about his daughter, oh, my God. Yeah. That was just the worst fucking thing ever. But, yeah, I, it was... I, it was just shot. The whole thing, like, I think Jimmy Kimmel said, uh, his monologue was great, by the way, about the whole thing. They dedicated the show, but he said it just felt like Kobe was the kind of guy that nothing like this could ever happen to. Yeah. Like, that he'd live forever, kind of. He really, like, this is just shocking that something like this would happen to him. Just shocking. And He's I- bigger than sports, so everybody knew my mom's never watched a sport in her life. She was like, oh, my God, Kobe's dead? Exactly. Like, everybody knows him. It was a lot of um, people in my family felt the same way. And one of the things, uh, I just keep thinking back to the TNT pregame show that they, they just had on now. Um, and one of the things that Reggie Miller said that, that really stuck with me is that, you know, he wanted to, he wanted to make sure that he celebrates Kobe's life. And, he, and he's happy that we have the memories, the memories of Kobe. Um, so Alex, what I want to ask you, what's, what's your fondest memory of Kobe? You know, whether it's a specific performance or a game or, or a still frame or, you know, something, just maybe something that he was about. What, what's, what's your lasting memory of Kobe? Oh man, you know, there's honestly like so many moments I could go back to and then actually trying to write like something based like from a New York Knicks perspective right now, like Mm. all the achievements like him facing the Knicks um but I think something that really stands out to me is when uh the Lakers just came back after losing to the Celtics in 08 and go all the way back to the finals uh to take down the Magic right wasn't that 08 09 pretty sure that's uh yeah yeah and just like just him coming back just like think about like you were just in the finals last year and you come back and you just dominate like absolute domination right to like come back and win to win was the fourth one too right yeah like mm-hmm. it, it, that that's something i'll never forget because that whole that entire series is just phenomenal like i think it was, one, it was like it was just like a masterpiece of just like game in and game out I think also, too, you know, people forget, um, it, it comes up in the conversation about LeBron a lot, but I think people forget how many games, you know, the playoffs and the finals tax on your, your legs and your body, too. Um, and to still, you know, even as Kobe got older, to still have uh, such a dominant, you know, force on the game, you know, for the teams that he played for. Is is just a testament to to someone who's maniacal about, you know, what you put in your body, you know, how you treat yourself, you know, your sleep, you know, what you're eating, and all of that stuff becomes just as a big a part of, um, you know, winning on the basketball court as you know, shooting, rebounding, passing, things like that, uh, and it's something that, you know, when you when you see the greats that they all have in common, uh, for sure, and Kobe was no different, you know, in that sense. Um, but listen, man, Alex, um, want to thank you so much, you know, for coming on, uh, really appreciate you giving us a couple minutes here talking about Kobe, um, and, and obviously giving, giving him a tribute when that article does come out, we will definitely be reading it, 
um, you know, the, the Kobe article from the Knicks perspective. Um, and, and obviously we want to have you on in the future, you know, on a more lighter and positive note. Uh, but again, thank you so much, man, for, for coming on and helping us out today. Thank you, Jeff. And thank you, Chip, for inviting me. It was a pleasure. And obviously I wish it was under better circumstances, but thank you guys both. And thank you for doing this for Kobe, man. Of course, man. Anytime. And, uh, we, we will talk soon. Absolutely. And we're back here uh, on this Kobe tribute episode of the Hoops Addicts Anonymous podcast. Um, Chip and I, we, we have our final guest here. Uh, really pumped and, and obviously grateful that Danny Small for ESNY could join us. Uh, Editor-in-chief, covers the Knicks uh, during their home games. Um, so we obviously wanted to get uh, Danny's perspective as, as someone who literally was just in the Knicks locker room uh, the day that, uh, you know, we all found out that uh, Kobe Bryant had passed. So, um, Danny, first off, welcome. And, and you know, what does Kobe Bryant's uh, legacy mean to you? Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, yeah, no, obviously Kobe, um, I guess I'll, I'll start with kind of um, like Spencer Dinwiddie after the game. He was talking about how kind of, you know, he was born in 1993, which is the same for me. We're actually three weeks apart, oddly enough, in our our birthdays. But, um, you know, essentially he was saying that, you know, like Kobe for our generation was the guy that go, you know, the, we were too young to watch Michael Jordan play. And, you know, I mean, we obviously we saw him when he was with the Wizards for that little stint at the end of his career. But, like, we never saw Mike when he was Mike. So for us, you know, Kobe was the guy. I mean, you know, when you're – seven eight years old eight uh, at least for me yeah seven eight nine for those three peats like i was a diehard kobe fan and you know obviously a lot of the players you know who were 27 26 25 24 like for them kobe was the guy so you know just in the locker rooms and everything it was it was crazy how you know just you you could feel it you know just how 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 much he meant to the to the league because they you know they obviously they closed media availability before the game which like obviously understandable like Julius Randle left like obviously understandable like these guys you know some of them just didn't want to didn't want to talk about it didn't want to play I mean obviously I don't think you can you can blame Kyrie for his reaction I mean he and Kobe were you know in terms of players who were in the league I think Kobe always said like Kyrie was his closest friend um you know and just the, the whole mood in the building like I barely even like remember what happened in the game. I had to like rewatch it the next day because it was like everyone just you know from the opening tip. You know, there's a bucket. There'd be like a nice little cheer, but it was just silent after that. Like it was just such a you know weird day. I thought they were going to cancel the games, but you know, obviously <clears throat> a lot of people have said it. Um, like Kobe would have wanted them to play. Um, but just, yeah, I don't, just, it was really a surreal experience from my end because, you know, it's this guy that I grew up idolizing and, you know, I, you know, based so much of like playing basketball as a kid, like, you know, around watching Kobe, want to be like Kobe, you know, shooting his turnaround, all that. And it's like, I felt like I lost something, even though, you know, I never knew the guy, but then you're talking to these guys in the locker room, like Marcus Morris knew him, you know, pretty well. You know, I know Frank Nielakina knew him a little bit. Spencer Dinwiddie knew him very well. So it's just like a weird feeling, like being in there, and like I feel like I had a, like a sense of loss, 
and then you you know you're talking to Spencer Dinwiddie, who's you know just crying in the locker room after the game, you know trying to battle with these emotions. And it was like a just so you know something I'll never forget, um, and obviously such a sad sad thing. Um, but I mean the the thing I think I take away is like how much he did for the NBA and like you know how much he helped grow the game and help the younger players because like. I mean, everyone in that building like felt like they lost somebody, you know, close to them. You know, even if you met him once, you never met him, or you know, he was your best friend. Everyone felt like they lost, you know, something special there. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, re- you know, really well said, and I think that you see a lot of common themes between like people we've talked to tonight, and and I'm sure people you've talked to, you know, just in in your personal life is just. The amount of impact that Kobe had uh, on people around him and the players that he played with, you know, the GMs, the coaches, um, you know, I, I keep going back to it, but I keep watching Jerry West talk about Kobe and, and it gets mm-hmm. you choked up, man. I mean, like to see an elderly guy like that call Kobe, you know, his son, essentially, you know, because he knew him when he came into the league at 17 years old. I mean, um, and to see him grow and to see him really, as he put it best, thirst for knowledge and search not search for knowledge in a lot of different areas um to hear all those stories about i think even uh it was like rex chapman or someone like that or he i think kobe had asked him at the free free throw line you know like how often do you shoot in the summer and he was like you know i take 500 a day he was like oh okay and like he would literally reach out to you know anybody and then even Dwayne wade just told a story on um the TNT pregame that that he he said during when he was playing Boston in the finals, he was he called Dwayne Wade and, and Wade was not even in the playoffs and he said he was at some some uh, some restaurant in Miami and uh, Kobe had said you know when when Boston blitzes the pick and roll you know I know you were the best at at handling it how do I do that you know when they hedge or or when they do this or do that how do I handle it and, and Wade was like. You know, uh, I was telling him, and then when he dominated the series, it made me feel like I was part of that win. You know, and I think for Kobe to be so dominant, but to have such a humility about himself, to be able to still go back to other people who he felt like had an expertise and just an area where um, he could get better, just speaks so much to the type of person he was and, and his work ethic. Um, but Danny, I also wanted to give you a chance to, to talk about. Uh, an article that you recently wrote as well, really good for ESNY, you know, just talking about, um, you know, the, the different connections uh, between certain events and, and Kobe and, and yourself as well. So if you could kind of take us behind the curtain a little bit, you know, in terms of uh, just the inspiration for that. Yeah, I think um, I, I kind of alluded to it a little bit with talking about Dinwiddie and Frank, but um, essentially like what I was thinking was, <clears throat> you know, here you have this kid from South Central LA, Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, grew up idolizing Kobe. Here you have me from, you know, suburbs of New York idolizing Kobe. And then you have, you know, Frank Nilakina in Strasbourg, France, who, who actually said he, he didn't like Kobe for a while because of his attitude, he said. Yeah. But he said as he got older, he, you know, he kind of learned the game more. He said, you know, his, obviously his, his stance changed on Kobe. But so essentially, my, in my mind, I was just thinking, I got these three, you know, stories from, from three different parts of the world. Um, and I kind of just like looked at how I could connect that, you know, kind of piece together each person's story 
Um, you know, I started with Frank, and then I went to Dinwiddie because kind of I wanted Dinwiddie to lead into me since I, you know, I mentioned we're about the same age. Um, but you know, it, I just kind of like wanted to. I don't know if I did a good job at it, but I wanted to show like kind of how wide ranging like Kobe's influence was like three people in just completely different areas of the world, you know, all felt like they lost somebody really special to them. Um, and at least from, you know, my perspective, I, I actually, I put New Orleans, Louisiana as, you know, the place where I was idolizing Kobe, I guess you could say, but that was just because, you know, the one memory I'll always, always like think back to when I fear Kobe was him and Shaq you know, taking game six against the Kings, which obviously now you look at it, there's some questionable refereeing going on in that game. <laughs> yeah. But me, I was I was a diehard nine-year-old Kobe fan who, you know, was in um, that the dress rehearsal for my cousin's wedding. And I just remember just like glued to the TV and like, oh, they're, they're going to do it. Like Kobe's going to win. Kobe's going to win. And like, obviously, you know, they advance, they win game six, they win game seven, they sweep, um, it was a, I think they sweep yeah the Nets in the uh, the finals that year three peat and um, you know for me Kobe was was my favorite player when I was a kid I wasn't a Knicks fan I wasn't a Nets fan um, you know really when I first started watching the game it was all Kobe um, and yeah no just for me he was he was the guy he was the goat um, I fall into that same kind of uh, you know I missed Mike Jordan so I got to see Kobe as my you know my number one and uh, you know I always think I've who knows where I'd be. It's, I mean, it sounds stupid, but who knows where I would be. Like, would I have ever, you know, liked basketball as much as I did, you know, without Kobe, would I be writing about it today? Would I, you know, what I played in high school and all this stuff. It's just crazy to think that Kobe kind of inspired so many people from so many different walks of life. Um, you know, and just tough to, tough to lose him. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think about that a lot too. I mean, I think, um, for me, my guy, you know, it was probably AI, you know, Allen Iverson, but yeah. because they, because they get drafted in the same year, you know, they're always kind of pitted against each other. And, uh, Kobe is, is such a big part of the, of the two thousands, um, you know, him and Shaq. Um, but I guess, you know, we'll, we'll kind of finish it off here with just final thoughts, you know, just kind of wrapping everything up. Chip, I want to let you, um, you know, start us off here. And, and, you know, I know we've talked so much, today about Kobe, obviously with Josh, uh, Alex and Danny, just kind of everyone has their own perspective on what he meant to them. And we, we shared ours, you know, as well too early, um, in the pod, but, uh, where, where, do, where do we kind of go from here? I guess. Um, I mean, just kind of remember who he was, like the kind of great player that he was, the memories that I have of him, uh, I there's YouTube videos of him uh, that I've watched so many times that I have the exact same thing uh, memorized, like down to uh, the quotes that George Carl says and Jeff Van Gundy says in them, like at the point when uh, Shane Battier has his hand in his face and Kobe Bryant, there's like a montage of Kobe hitting jumpers with multiple defenders and it just goes through them with hands directly in Kobe's face. And Jeff Van Gundy says, how does he hit shots with a guy's hand directly in his face? And it goes from Battier to like Scott Pollard or someone like that. (laughs) Some really old player. 
and then it goes to another guy and another guy and another guy. Uh, and then out of, it's just there's so many things to remember him for. And the 80, I was watching clips of the 81-point game, too, and that was, I mean, that's just incredible. Obviously, no one will, I don't think anyone will ever come close to that again. I think I, I thought for a while that, like, Steph Curry may do something like that because of all the threes, but now I don't think he cares enough about going to 81 that, to do it. But he's he did so many things that will never be done again, and his dedication to the game uh, at he, he was what like six six something. He wasn't even like the most dominant athlete or anything like that, but. His skills, maybe the most skilled basketball player of all time. Maybe one of the best post players of all time. And, like, when we were talking at the beginning of the show, I said he's the last great gunner. Like, the last, he's has the most makes and the most misses, right? I mean, uh, I mean, is anybody ever going to break Kobe's record for most makes or most misses, whatever it is? I don't think so. No. It's gonna it's gonna take someone special, and I don't think I don't think anybody's gonna come along like that, and at, at least not anytime soon. So they don't make guys like that anymore. Now everybody guys don't want to guys don't want to iso and jab step and jab step and take a dribble and then uh, pull up from 18 or 20 or whatever they want to shoot from 24 like Steph Curry. So they don't want to do the work to be as good as Kobe was, but it's, I don't know. I guess I'll remember him for all the fun I had watching him, stuff like that. And I don't know. And all the time he kicked the shit out of the Knicks. Let's be honest. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. that. All this shit that he used to give Spike Lee about how the Knicks sucked, that he was right, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, he had a garden scoring record before uh, before Melo yeah, broke it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, that's that's what I'm going to learn. Uh, I'm really not going to go too too much on this. Just um, you know, we've we've said so much on it, but um, yeah, I, I I think you know, just seeing how happy he was in his post playing career. You know the videos of him with his daughter and stuff like that. It obviously brings a, a, a real life element to it that's really hard to ignore. Um, so I think it's it, it was you know it was amazing to see that while we while we could, um, and I know that we'll we'll definitely you know never forget it for sure. Um, Danny, how about you? Nah, just you guys. You guys kind of said a lot of this stuff on my mind, you know, just tough, tough loss to lose Kobe like this. Um, but you know, his legacy, you know, all the stuff he did, you know, the, the kind of, uh, the impact he had on the league will definitely live on. And just one, I guess one little takeaway is like the, I think the fraternity of like NBA players, like this shows how strong it is because, you know, Kobe, everyone in the league was affected by it. Like, these guys stick together, you know, they look out for each other and, you know, to lose a guy like that, even though, you know, he was retired, but, you know, still a young guy, you know, like you said, Jeff, kind of just beginning the next stage of his life and, you know, really being successful in it, which is a tough loss, but his legacy will live on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I, I, I think that's probably a good place to, to finish right there. Um, Danny, again, man, listen, thank you so much for coming on. Um, obviously, we thank Josh and Alex for hopping on and, and you know, trying to do this Kobe tribute as well. Um, and that's it. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, you, you leave with the memory and, and you just try and take bits and pieces of, of mama mentality. You, you try and put that in your own life. That's the best way to give Kobe Bryant a tribute. Uh, so we will see you guys, you know, next week. Uh, take it easy, guys. We'll talk soon.